Massachusetts. Weighing 159 and one quarter pounds, with a professional record of 60 wins, two defeats, two draws, and 50 KOs. Ladies and gentlemen, the undisputed middleweight champion of the world, Marvelous Marvin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler. This is part five here on the Hitman Chronicles. This is your host, the original great Rob Silver. And today we take a look at Marvin's February 11th, 1983 title defense, his sixth title defense of the undisputed middleweight championship of the world that he won back on September 27th, 1980, which we talked about two episodes ago here on the Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler. The fight was held at the Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts. And um, one thing about Marvelous Marvin Hagler, he found a way early in his title run to defend his title in Massachusetts. This would be the third fight of the six defenses he's done so far in which he defended the title in Massachusetts. The first two fights, the first two were in Boston against Fulgencio Obamahias. And the last fight we covered here on the Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler, the rematch against Vito Anafermo. This time, he goes a few miles further to Worcester, Massachusetts, to defend his title against the European middleweight champion, Tony Simpson, who was also the number one contender for the undisputed middleweight championship of the world. So after Hagler massacred Vito Anafermo in their rematch, the fight that we talked about on the last Life in Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler, June 13th, 1981, he was aiming for a shot against Sugar Ray Leonard. Of course, Sugar Ray Leonard would have to come up to middleweight to face um, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Hagler would massacre Mustafa Hamshow and William Lee, Caveman Lee, and then he battered Fulgencio Obelmahias for the second time. Now, this was ridiculous, ladies and gentlemen. This is the WBA showing favoritism to one of their countrymen. Fulgencio Obelmahias had never beaten anybody, yet he got two title shots in two years. Actually, yes, in less than two years against Marvelous Marvin Agler. And he had never beaten anybody. And he became the number one contender for the WBA middleweight title twice. Why? Because he's Venezuelan. That's it. Nothing to do with talent. He did not deserve to get two title shots against Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Hagler, after he bludgeoned Vito Anafermo, bludgeoned Mustafa Hampshire, who was one of the toughest middleweights of the 1980s, decapitated Caveman Lee in the first round, and then once again put Obelmahias to sleep for a second time. After he beat Obelmahias, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, what was it, 
uh, 10 days later, ventured out to Baltimore, Maryland, as Sugar Ray Leonard held a press conference, was holding an event in which he was um, going to hold a press conference. I believe 10,000 people showed up in a boxing luminary such as Marvelous Marvin Hagler, the Petronelli brothers, uh, Bob Arum, Eddie Mustafa Muhammad, Matthew Saad Muhammad, and Aaron Pryor all showed up there. And Pryor was interesting because he had a fight three in, in three days against Alexis Arguello, November 12th, 1982. So November 9th, 1982, you have all these luminaries, including uh, Muhammad Ali. All these luminaries are in attendance. Sugar Ray Leonard told the world that he either was going to announce his retirement or announce who his next opponent was. Sugar Ray Leonard went up on stage, and ladies and gentlemen, I have Sugar Ray Leonard's speech, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Let me pick up, the, let me get the speech here. Okay, let me pick up, let me get the speech. Okay. All right. Okay, this is what Sugar Ray Leonard said. He looked at he looked he, he looked at Marvin Hagler. Pointed to Marvin Hagler and he said, he's the only man who can make it possible. And that's talking about Sugar Ray Leonard's supremacy as one of the all-time greatest fighters. Then Sugar Ray Leonard dropped the bombshell. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. And at that moment, Sugar Ray Leonard announced his retirement. And why did he announce his retirement? Okay. Sugar Ray Leonard defeated Thomas Hearns in what I consider the greatest welterweight fight of all time, September 16th, 1981. Sugar Ray Leonard came from behind. He was he was way behind on all three scorecards against Thomas Hearns. And he stopped Thomas Hearns in the 14th round to become the undisputed welterweight champion of the world. He defended the title the following February against Bruce Finch, and then he was supposed to fight Roger Stafford in June, and he had told Aaron Pryor after he beat Stafford he was going to fight Aaron Pryor. Unfortunately, the fight with Stafford never happened because while training for the Stafford fight in the spring of 1982, Sugar Ray Leonard woke up with something swimming in his eye. And he was rushed to the hospital. Uh, John Hopkins, I believe, was the hospital that he was rushed to. And for those of you who know about medicine and, and iconic hospitals and five-star hospitals, John Hopkins University Hospital is top five, top three, maybe even number one in the country. Sugar Ray Leonard was operated on. He was discovered to have a detached retina. And according to all uh, parties involved, including the doctor and Sugar Ray Leonard, the operation was a, a success. But the Stafford fight was canceled. The Aaron Pryor fight was canceled. Sugar Ray Leonard took his time to decide whether or not he was going to remain the undisputed welterweight, welterweight champion of the world and whether he was going to defend the title against the, the winner of Aaron Pryor versus Alexis Arguello or fight marvelous Marvin Hagler for Hagler's undisputed middleweight championship of the world. Now, 
the WBC had threatened to strip Hagler if he fought Lennon because Tony Simpson was their number one contender. Tony Simpson said, no, hold up, hold up. If they give me a good payday and I fight on the Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler undercard, I'll step aside and I'll fight the winner. So all obstacles had been cleared. All we needed was Sugar Ray Leonard to say, yes, I'm fighting Marvin Hagler. The night of November 9th, 1982, Sugar Ray Leonard teased that he was going to fight Marvin Hagler and instead decided to retire. He vacated his welterweight title, and now marvelous Marvin Hagler had to go to plan B, which was to fight Tony Simpson February 11th, 1983. Soon as Sugar Ray Leonard announced his retirement, uh, Hagler and Simpson's uh, camps agreed to the, to the match since Simpson was the number one contender. And so February 11th, 1983, Marvelous Marvin Hagler would defend his title for the sixth time against Tony Simpson. Now, Tony Simpson had a several fight winning streak. Tony Simpson had beaten in the last few years to earn his shot against uh, Marvin Hagler. Uh, rising contender Dwight Davison, another Kronk fighter, and former undisputed middleweight champion of the world, Alan Minter. Almost a year to the day that Hagler bludgeoned Minter, Simpson destroyed Minter in three rounds. So for three and a half years, Simpson had been undefeated and earned that number one contender because, ladies and gentlemen, back in the 1980s, if you had the European title, the Oriental Pacific Boxing Federation title, the United States Boxing Association title, the North American Boxing Federation title, the African, um, what's it called? The African Boxing Union title? I forgot the name of it. I'm early signs of dementia. But if you held any of those titles, you were guaranteed a an automatic rating for whatever one whatever those regional titles. Uh, whichever sanctioning bodies those regional titles were affiliated with. And the European title, since it was regarded as one of the number one regional titles on the planet, was recognized by both the WBA and the WBC. And normally you were rated by both uh, divisions. And in this case, Tony Simpson became the number one contender. So Tony Simpson was definitely a worthy challenger. Now, was he on the level of marvelous Marvin Hagler? To be honest with you, nobody really, really, really was. So we're going to do the watch along now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you guys what to do right now. Um, I want you guys to go. This is what we do week in and week out here on the life and times of marvelous Marvin Hagler. The fight we look at, we do a watch along, which I ask you guys to mute your devices go to youtube ladies and gentlemen and i'm about to go to youtube right now uh let me mute my device you go to youtube and you're going to type in marvin Hagler versus tony simpson find the vintage boxing youtube channel and the link for Hagler versus simpson on vintage boxing just in case you guys don't want to do a search the link will be in the description of the podcast. I will put the YouTube link in the description of 
this podcast. Okay, let me give you the timestamp as I pause my device. Oh, let me let it keep running for a little while. The, the announcing is happening. All right. All right. All right. The announcing is happening. I, I'm. You guys don't have to go to it just yet. I'm going to give you the exact timestamp. Okay, since you guys have the link up, let me tell you the timestamp. Marvelous Marvin Hagler versus Tony Simpson, Vintage Boxing. You're going to go to the 4 minute and 56 second mark of the link of the video. All right, I'm going to give you a few seconds to uh, get that situated. You could pause your uh, pod, the podcast, go to the YouTube channel, Vintage Boxing, or click on the link in the description of the podcast. Go to the 4 minute, 56 second mark, pause it, and then come back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 456 mark of the Hagler Simpson fight on vintage boxing run by my buddy from the UK, Martin. Okay. I'm about to do the countdown and then I will recreate the play by play doing this watch along of the February 11th, 1983 undisputed middleweight championship of the world fight. Marvelous Marvin Hagler defending his title for the sixth time against the European and British champion, Tony Simpson. Five, four, three, two, one. Hit play. There you go. You see referee Carlos Padilla, who has been involved in a lot of these historic watch-alongs that I've done with Muhammad Ali and now Marvelous Marvin Hagler. He did a phenomenal job refereeing the thriller in Manila. There you see Marvelous Marvin Hagler bouncing up and down. Tony Simpson bouncing out up and down as we get ready for round one for the undisputed middleweight championship of the world. Okay. Padilla signals for round one. Here we go. Hagler starting out as a softball. Um, as I've mentioned throughout this series, Marvin Hagler is a natural right-hander, but Ooh, nice double right jab with a left cross a combination by Hagler. And Simpson sticking out his jab there. Ooh, nice jab combination by Hagler. For Hagler, when he was first discovered by the Petronelli brothers, nice jab there by Hagler. Fought from what you would call the wrong stance, and the Petronelli brothers said, you know what, we could work with this. Because Hagler's power hand would be his lead hand is the reason why. Ooh, nice right uppercut, left cross, <laughs> right hook combination by Hagler. That was a thing of beauty there. When Hagler's jab is working, he is unbeatable. And so far, he has started this fight pounding that jab into Simpson's face. Nice three-punch combination there by Hagler. Hagler bouncing, moving. Once again, Hagler always adjusts his style to who he's fighting. If it's a brawler like of Simpson and he butted heads there, he'll move. He'll stick and move. If it's a, 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 a guy who moves, he'll try to cut the ring off. Another three-punch combination there by Hagler that fell short, but Hagler utilizing that jab and boxing brilliantly. Nice stiff jab there by Hagler. That right jab is the greatest j- 
right jab I've ever seen in the history of boxing. I'm not going to argue with you guys. It's the best right jab I've ever seen of any softball. Hagler missed with that right jab, left cross combination. Simpson cannot outbox Hagler. He's got to find a way to get inside and take chances, which is like a <laughs> trying to uh, go at a firing squad with a BB gun. <laughs> Hagler bouncing, bouncing. Nice combination there, right jab, left cross combination. Holding and hitting by Simpson inside. Yeah, I, I was watching. Um, I was um, watching this fight years later because this fight was part of that HBO exclusive contract Hagler had signed. He was the first fighter to sign a an exclusive deal with the budding. Nice right jab, left cross combination by Hagler. Thirty seconds left in round one. So. My father and I had to listen to this fight on the radio. We could not see this fight because we didn't have cable that night. We didn't have cable till 1995. And um, at that point in time, him and his father weren't speaking. Right jab, left cross combination there by Hagler. So we didn't see this actual fight till years later when I started collecting boxing tapes in the late 80s. Simpson had a brief success there with a combination, but that round was completely dominated by Hagler. Round one goes to Hagler, 10-9, as he goes back to his corner and the Petronelli brothers give him his instructions. At this point in time, ladies and gentlemen, HBO was beginning to cipher the great uh, fighters from ABC, CBS, and NBC. They signed a deal with Hagler. They were going to be Sugar Ray Leonard's main um, broadcast home before Leonard got his detached retina because Leonard's last fight against Bruce Finch before he was forced to retire, was on HBO. They also signed a deal with Michael Spinks to show several of his fights, the light heavyweight champion of the world. Here we get ready for round two. By 1990, HBO was the dominant force in television boxing. Hagler missed with a left cross there. Simpson, nice double jab by Hagler. Simpson cannot outbox uh, Hagler. He's going to have to try and force the action. He cannot sit out there because he'll be a lame duck for those right jabs and left crosses. And there, Simpson with some success there as he backed up Hagler against the ropes for a minute. Hagler, ooh, just missed with a right hook, left cross combination. Again, he missed. Stiff jab by Hagler. Ooh, nice three-punch combination by Hagler. And he started with the left cross, now left to the body by Hagler. Left another combination to the body by Hagler, and Hagler moves out. Ooh, nice right jab, left cross combination by Hagler. Hagler boxing beautifully. Reminds me of the way he fought Antifermo the second time. Ooh, ooh, three-punch combination by Hagler. Simpson has a tremendous chin because that three-punch combination beginning with the uppercut was on the money by the marvelous one. Everything Hagler does is off that uh, cannon of a right jab. Combination inside by Hagler. Simpson landed a left to the rib cage there. Hagler just missed with that right hook. Ooh, nice left cross by Hagler. Oh, he missed the other two punches from that three-punch combination. Padilla breaks them. So far, it's been all marvelous, Marvin Hagler. Simpson has had minimal success. 
Tony Simpson had a very good career. Had a couple of shots at the world title. I believe he had three title shots. Nice combination. Fell short in all three. It was a tough fighter. One of the best middleweights of the 1980s. Remember, Hagler dominated the division for seven years. Hagler controlling the action. Nice stiff jab. Another double jab by Hagler. Oh, nice combination there by Hagler. That left cross might have stunned Simpson. Yes, he hurt Simpson because Simpson is backing up now. That was a beautiful left cross, and Simpson did a little dance there. Simpson ties up Hagler, but I think Simpson's cleared his head. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, when he seriously hurts you, is one of the greatest finishers in the history of boxing. Hagler boxing beautifully. Remember, I used to tell people about wasted movement. Never any wasted movement with Marvin Hagler. Nice uppercut inside by Hagler. Double jab by Hagler fell short, but like I said, everything's off that jab as round two is about to come to an end. The end of round two, another easy round to score, another round in the book for Hagler, 10-9. 2018 Hagler after two rounds as we look at Tony Simpson's cornerman giving him instructions. And to be honest with you, unless Simpson has a shotgun, a grenade, or a bazooka, he has no shot in the world against Marvelous Marvin Hagler. These are two levels of boxing. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, the master level, Tony Simpson, a very good fighter. But on Tony Simpson's best day, he's not a pimple on Hagler's ass, period. But you know what? He's the number one contender. Hagler couldn't fight Sugar Ray Leonard, so he had to go for the next best thing. Defend his title against his mandatory contender as we get ready for round number three, February of 1983 at the Worcester Centrum in Massachusetts. By the way, this fight was sold out in less than 24 hours after the tickets went on sale. That's how massive of a draw Marvelous Marvin Hagler was in Massachusetts. Triple jab there by Hagler. Staying busy behind that jab. Like my father said, if you were to have a definition of what a boxer looked like in the Webster Dictionary, it would be the physique of Marvelous Marvin Hagler. The strong calves, the brick house build, the muscular arms. That's a boxer right there. That's the perfect build for a professional, world-class, all-time great boxer. Oh, nice jab there by Simpson. That was the best punch he's landed in the fight. Simpson, a couple of shots underneath inside. The best uh, sequence Simpson's had all fight here so far, here in round three. Hagler missed with that three-punch combination, a double jab and then a left cross miss, but Hagler continues to pump that jab right to the body by Hagler. They almost banged heads again there. Hagler with a double jab. Another double jab by Hagler. Softball uh, fight, boxers out there listening to the, to the podcast. You want to study a softball boxer? Hagler's the guy to study. Nice combination there by Hagler. Everything off that right jab. Nice stiff jab again by Hagler. Hagler missed with the left cross. I'd say Hagler over a... Uh, 
Ooh, nice three-punch combination, Hagler. I would say for you softball boxers out there, Hagler's the perfect guy to study because what his skill set, you guys can emulate if you have power, if you have speed. It's hard to emulate Pernell Whitaker and Manny Pacquiao style because their styles were predicated on speed and uh, a plethora of athleticism. Nice stiff jab there by another stiff jab by Hagler. Hagler, fundamentally sound. Oh, nice right cross there by Simpson. Simpson left hook, missed with the second left hook. Simpson, oh, nice left cross there, a three-punch combination by Hagler. Another left cross by Hagler. Another stiff jab by Hagler. Hagler with a right hook after he missed with a left cross, and he sticks the jab out there again. Hagler dodging punches, too. Hagler fighting. Beautiful. Oh, nice right jab, left cross combination by marvelous Marvin Hagler. Another one, two by Hagler. That right jab, left cross combo is working as well as I've ever seen Hagler use it in any fight. Right up there with the mentor and Anna Fermo rematch. End of round three. Another round in the book for Hagler, 10-9. 30-27 Hagler after three rounds. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Simpson has no shot. You can't even say a, a, a perfect play shot because Hagler, in my opinion, has the greatest chin in the history of the middleweight division. We'll talk more about that later on when we look at his fights in this series versus Thomas Hearns and John the Beast Mugabe. Marvin Hagler, always looking intense. Always looking intense. Always has that game face on. Reminds me of Bernard King. Always had that game face on when he played for the Knicks. Round four. Hagler double jab, missed with the left cross. It was a it was a treat growing up watching Marvin Hagler box. Nice left cross. Um, I, and I got to see Hagler fight live once, and we'll talk about that later on in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice double jab, left cross combination by Hagler. Hagler making Simpson miss. After landing, he, he's out. What ring generalship, one of the greatest IQs in boxing history, was marvelous Marvin Hagler. Nice left cross. Well, actually, yeah, left cross, and then he missed with the right hook. Hagler. And now Hagler is in the conventional stance. He's back to being orthodox. First time in a fight where Hagler's moving from a nice right cross as Hagler is now fighting from orthodox position. The traditional left hook to the body by Hagler. Simpson grazed Hagler with a right cross of his own. Now Hagler back to being a softball. Hagler, the greatest switch hitter I've ever seen in boxing. You know, you have a uh, Terrence Crawford is on that level. Double jab by Hagler just missed. Hagler back in the softball position, as I mentioned, as we're halfway through the round, right uppercut, left hook, left cross missed by Hagler. Now Hagler back to the conventional staff. Left hook inside by Hagler. Back to the conventional stance. Another left hook by Hagler. And then it looks like yeah, Hagler back to being a softball right jab by Hagler. He does it like a Terrence Crawford so effortlessly. Double jab by Hagler. Double right jab, rather. Left cross by Hagler. 
oh, left cross and he missed with the right hook. Simpson eating a lot of punches in this round. Simpson showing that he has a very good chin. Left cross by Hagler because Hagler's landed some pinpoint shots that even though the full force is not behind it, it's accurate. And with his power, he can easily drop you. Hagler back was back to conventional, landed left to the body. Oh, nice left hook to the chin and left hook to the to the rib cage by Simpson. Hagler back to being softball, double jab. Missed with the left cross. Right uppercut by Hagler. Hagler never wastes any punches. We got 13 seconds left in round four. Another dominant round for Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Give Simpson credit. He is trying his damnedest to get inside, but he is just being thwarted by that jab of Hagler as he landed a double jab before the round ended. Another round in the book for Hagler, 10-9. After 40 rounds, I got it a shutout, 40-36. As Simpson's corner is giving him advice that they might as well just uh, save their speeches. <laughs> as they show a replay of that beautiful right jab of Hagler. There was a nice left hook to the body there by Simpson, but Hagler, stiff right jab. As we get ready for round five. For the undisputed middleweight championship of the world, February 1983. Worcester Centrum, Marvin Hagler versus Tony Simpson. Hagler triple jab. And then bouncing on his toes brilliantly. He outboxes the brawlers and he out punches. Oh, beautiful combination there by Hagler. Started again with the right jab and landed a beautiful left cross. And then another left by Hagler. And Hagler back to conventional. And then back to softball. Nice left cross by Hagler. Hagler. Oh, combination inside by Hagler. Stiff jab by Hagler. It is such a treat to do this series and to show the world why Hagler is the greatest middleweight of my lifetime. The IQ of a Rhodes Scholar inside the ring is marvelous, Marvin Hagler. Simpson missed with two left hooks inside there. Hagler's defense, very underrated throughout his entire career. But when he, oh, nice three-punch combination there by Hagler. Beautiful stuff. Simpson missed with a right cross left hook combination. Nice left jab to the body by Simpson. Stiff jab by Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Ooh, nice left to the body there by Simpson. Simpson's landed a couple of nice body shots in this round. But few and far between. He's got he's to be more active. Get in there. Try to rough Hagler up. Nice right cross by Simpson's had some success in this round. He just can't stop Hagler's jab. Ooh, double left. Another left took by Simpson. Simpson's showing life in this round. Another left took by Simpson. Right jab, left cross combination by Hagler. Simpson showing some, oh, the stiff double jab. Then a right hook, left cross combination by Hagler. Hagler's like, enough of this. I'm going to step it up, and that's what he's doing. Ooh, nice four-punch combination by Simpson. Then Hagler had a right hook inside. Left to the body by Hagler. 
Simpson forcing the action, but that stiff jab by Hagler, keeping him occupied, double jab by Hagler. But Simpson inside. Simpson throwing shots, landing shots inside. 20 seconds left in the round. This is the most entertaining round of the fight because Simpson has tried to, oh, and Simpson's left eye is, is in deep trouble. That left eye looks bad. Hagler, damn, ooh, nice three-punch combination by Simpson. Oh, combination by Hagler. Simpson back on the end of the round. That was a great round. Great action round. Still going to give the edge to Hagler, but that was easily Simpson's best round. But now he's in trouble because that left eye is, is damaged. As they show that right jab, that right jab by Hagler is damaging Simpson's left eye. Oh, that was three jabs in a row from the replay. And that is why Simpson's left eye is rapidly closing. It's just beautiful boxing. Yeah, I can't give Simpson that round, despite he did land his most uh, effective punching, his most effective punches in that round. But still, Hagler dominated the round. They're working on Simpson's left eye. If it closes, he's a he's a dead man. Because nobody could beat Marvin Hagler with one eye. Nobody. That eye looks bad as we get ready for round six. And I know Hagler has to smell blood. He's sticking that jab out there. Hagler just missed with that right uppercut. As he continues to bounce. Nice three-punch combination by Hagler inside. He just missed with the left cross there. Jab to the body by Simpson. Uh, Hagler counters with a left cross and a double jab by Hagler. Another stiff jab by Hagler. Simpson has tried his damnless last two rounds to be competitive, but it's just two different levels of, of, of fighters here. Ooh, stiff jab by Hagler. Oh, beautiful left cross by Hagler after he hit that stiff jab. Now, Hagler, conventional stance, fighting from the orthodox stance. And now back to softball. Nice uh, combination to the body by Simpson. Another combination to the body by Simpson. Hagler comes back with two rights to the body, left to the body. Nice left cross by Hagler. Simpson backing up. I wonder if if he if he's hurt or he's trying to protect that left eye that looks horrible. That left eye is grotesque, ladies and gentlemen. He, Hagler busses you up as he did to Alan Minter, as he did to Vito Anaferma. Nice left to the body by Hagler. Hagler combination inside. Simpson with a combination. Oh, right hook by Hagler. Oh, another right cross because Hagler's in a conventional stance now. Then down goes Simpson. Down goes Simpson. It started with the right cross as Hagler went back to being orthodox. Padilla looking at, at, at Simpson as he gives him a standing eight count. Simpson's left eye is butchered. Hagler going for the kill. They tie up inside. Hagler back to being a softball. Oh, nice double left hook by Simpson. Simpson showing the heart of a lion. Another left hook inside by Simpson. Stiff jab by Hagler. Another jab left. Uppercut inside by Hagler. Hagler inside. They're going toe-to-toe. Hagler with a beautiful right hand. Simpson coming back. Simpson 
fighting with Lana Hart right down the pipe. Another right by Angle. Three rights in a row, and down goes Simpson. Oh, Simpson's out on his feet. They need to stop this fight. Yeah, there he goes. It's over. It is over. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that was a triple right across uh, 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 because when Hagler finished off Simpson, he was in the orthodox stance. That was just brilliant boxing for six rounds by the greatest middleweight I've ever seen. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And ladies and gentlemen, you could stop. You could stop the footage there. You could pause the footage because I'm going to conclude the podcast with the post-fight interview that the old drunk Larry Merchant did with Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Uh, A phenomenal performance by Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And the next Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler, part six, we will take a look at his November 1983 fight later that year against Roberto Duran. Um, A classic fight. Um, one of the greatest performances of Roberto Duran's career. I will give you the backstory of how that fight came to fruition. I will talk about Duran's Duran rising like a phoenix from the ashes of disgrace in both the United States and his homeland of Panama. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a few days recapping the fight between Sonny Edwards and Jesse Bam Rodriguez, that'll come out Sunday. This is coming out Thursday night, December 14th. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, another edition of the Life and Times of Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Hit me up on Twitter, HitmanCHRO60580. Any questions you want me to want me to answer on the pod, hashtag AskRobSilver. Those are my Twitter. That's on Twitter. My Twitter account is, follow me on Twitter, HitmanCHRO60580. Any questions you want me to answer on the pod, hashtag AskRobSilver on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back in a few days talking about the recap of Sonny Edwards versus Jesse Rodriguez in a flyweight unification fight. And I also will be doing a special segment on the career of one of the greatest TV actors of my lifetime who died just a few days ago, the legendary Andre Brower. Until next time when we talk Sonny Edwards versus Jesse Bam Rodriguez and the great Andre Brower, sit back, enjoy the interview you're about to hear, the post-fight interview you're about to hear after Hagler's Virtuoso performance versus Tony Simpson as Larry Merchant talks to Hagler about his performance and what Hagler wants to do with his future. So enjoy that interview. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I will talk to you great people very soon. Everybody out there, happy holidays. Be blessed and be a blessing. Now I have to start giving myself credit because I beat a hell of a fighter here today. When you say you're the 
best middleweight of all time. That's that's for other people to decide, but it, it suggests that you really feel I that feel you're a better fighter. I get better all the time with every fight, and, uh, you know, when I'm finished with this game, that's the way I want to go down in history. All right, we're going to take a look at the knockdown on the fight here momentarily, but Marvin, the thing that I notice here, let's take a look from above, and you describe the action for us. Well, he's very dangerous with his head. You know, I don't know how many times the referee warned him, but I was shooting right-handed. I think I was switching a lot in there. It really was confusing him, and my right hand was so effective, I just pounded him down to the ground. Did you realize that he had, that his equipment had come apart in that round, and he well, seemed he like he was going to be embarrassed? He started falling apart after the first round. Realized that he was in there with a better boxer, a better puncher, and uh, he was just uh, trying to take the play away from him. One of the things I noticed is that you're so patient that in the early rounds, you didn't want to even let him land any punches until you had him worn down. Exactly. You know, I figured I'd take some of the power out of him the same way I did with Fulio Bell because you never know what these guys got in store for you. He's a hell of a fighter, he's a dangerous puncher, so you can't take chances. Did, in it, there. did at any time did you feel a sense of his power? Sure, I got caught with a good shot, I think, maybe in the first or second round, maybe. But uh, then after that, I figured that was his best shot, and I was more or less avoiding him for him to come and do some more of them. So I know if he can hit me, I can sure enough hit him. First, I'd like to thank God, really, for giving me the courage and uh, for carrying me all the way up to the top. He gave me the, the inspiration and the dedication and everything to what keep this you, drive going. What keeps you so ambitious after having achieved your ambition of being a I believe that I want to prove to the world that I am one of the greatest. I think one zone was the last great middleweight champion. But when I'm done with this game, I would like to go down and just be in the same way. Thank you very much. Now Mark. I'm getting ready for animal great Fletcher. Because I'm the monster. He's the animal, but I'm the monster. But you've always had problems with Philadelphia fighters, and he's a Philadelphia fighter. Well, you know, the same thing with the British. Now maybe they're sticking him on me, so now what i got to do is destroy Philly. But, uh, you know, I know they're going to get him ready in every kind of way, the same way they did to Tony Simpson, but uh, I took my part in every kind of way I could. Thank you very much, Marvin. My Congratulations. And I'd like to say thanks for HBO for giving me the biggest credit of my life, following me and giving me my biggest opportunities. I should like to add this as a parting word to our viewers, which is that in some quarters, I suppose, this fight will be viewed as a mismatch. We've heard that term thrown around. We've heard that term turned around, Marvin. But if you eliminated all mismatches, then Marvin Hagler would have nobody to fight. And Sugar Ray Robinson would have had about 12, 12 fights in his life instead of 200. There's we want the animal to come up with the money. That's all we want. Somebody once said that the whole world is a mismatch. And certainly in this ring, anybody who fights Marvin Hagler, it is a mismatch. Back to ringside.